Welcome to the Extra Base Podcast. I am Jeevo, that everybody knows. And Roger, are you back on the streak? Stop it. Almost. I think uh, the next one will be the streak again. Almost a double streak. Now, mate, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I'm sort of, I've got no idea. So (laughs) off the bench, there was was an incident. So we had a, a late scratching being marked. Uh, from Basement New South Wales, and uh, off the bench, you know, in true form of this gentleman, uh, here he is to uh, have a bit of fun with us. But, uh, mate, are you ready for this? I'm, I'm ready. Let's do it. Are you ready? Ready? Here we go. Oh, my God. Here it is. Hey, young boys. Here he is. <laughs> mate. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome, boys. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the worst rating podcast in Australia. That would be us. Mate, first of all, welcome. Uh, second of all, thanks for taking up the, um, you know, get, coming in off the bench into the starting side. No worries. No worries. Mate, it's, um, yeah, look, I'm not sure how this is going to go tonight, Phil. Um, you know, be either. Be either. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, but um, apparently Roger wants to start, so I'm going to let Roger start. Now this should be yeah. interesting. So, right. uh, I've got yeah, I've got a little little request. Um, like to hear a bit about uh, where you started, and uh, probably progress through and give us a bit of a rundown on your baseball career before we get into the funkiness. Okay, well, I'm I'm one of eight kids, um, one of five brothers, um, second youngest out of those five, um, and all my brothers played and my dad played. My um, my dad um, started, uh, was one of the founding members of Auburn Baseball Club um, with Shippo and, 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 and a few of the others down there. So my brothers came up through Auburn and so did I. Um, so I started baseball back in Auburn. Um, my first year, I was late to training by about 20 minutes and my parents couldn't convince me to, to go there because I, I didn't want to be there late. So I didn't start to the following year. I didn't want to be late to the first training. Um, so that was that. So my brother ended up coming in with me and my younger brother, Greg. So we played there for a few years um, and then we moved to Borkham Hills and I, and I grew up most of my juniors through the Borkham Hills Baseball Club. Um, 
And I was, I never, I never made a rep side after the age of 12. I made a rep side when I was 12 and I never made a rep side again until I was like 26 when I made the, the Claxon Shield and the Sydney Storm. Um, and that was just to, um, just not giving up, I suppose. Um, so that was, that was, there's a bit of my, my baseball career there. So when, when I was at Borkham Hills, my, my coaches there was Wayne Finney and we, we were, a very good first grade side back then, and I never got a chance to play first grade at Borkham Hill. So I rang Finney and I said, Finney, look, I I want to have a um, a chance of playing first grade. And and there was a, and I reached out to a few clubs and and I spoke to Todd Nichols at Ride. And so Toddy said to me, Yeah, look, he he liked the way I pitched the winner against Petersham one year, and, and so he gave me a shot. And so from there, I pitched first grade and. I, then I pitched the grand final, get MVP in the grand final in the state league, and then the next year I, I made the the ABL. Um, from the ABL, I used that little bit of um, reference to get a gig in Germany. I went over and played in Germany for a few years and coached and played over in Germany, which was fun. Um, and then I came back here, uh, played played for the in the Claxton Shield for New South Wales with, with with pops and buckets. He was my my first coach back there, and then Williams's dad. Um, was my first coach in the ABL. Um, and then I stayed at Rye for basically my whole, whole career until um, just recently when, you know, I moved back to Book Mills um, just to play third grade and a bit of a bit of bit of fun there because I still like playing. Uh, but the funky feels taken over. So that's basically a, what, a two-minute thing of my baseball career. <laughs> so, Phil... <laughs> Pitching, two-way player, hit for a bit of power. I've seen you catch. There's nothing you can't do, mate. Well, mate, look, with the, 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 the hitting, mate, I think people get me confused with my younger brother, Greg. Um, it happened It happened the first time when they put me straight into first grade at Lane Cove and they thought I was my brother, Greg. They put me in a catch and I caught first grade to Petersham. And I did hit a home run that game, my first game. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't hit I caught the I caught the game first time I've ever caught. I caught first grade and I threw out a guy by the name of Stevie Wilson, who was playing for Borkham Hills at the time, and and so they thought I was a, a pretty good player. Uh, I don't know if that continued, but yeah, no, I, I, I was I was a good baseballer. If I, if you were comparing me to people that haven't played baseball before, as far as the hitter goes, I was a, I thought I was a decent pitcher who only threw about eighty seven. Uh, the the fielding was was decent, but it was just my love, mate. I think my passion and my love for the game got me through a lot of it. Um, just wanting to be good and and you know loved being at trainings and and was there all the time. You know, Lane Co. I used to get down there and help set up the field. I'd play third grade, uh, sit out for one out, which was a rule back then. Then I'd play second grade. I'd sit out for one out and I'd play a full game of first grade. So I'd be getting three games a weekend in for Lane Co. back then. So that was that was fun. And then I'd help pack up the field and then we'd go home. So it was just—it's just a love for it, mate. If you've got a passion for something, you—you'll find your way in somewhere. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I, I guess you know, I've just said Anthony Wave and say hi, Phil. Appreciate having you on. I'm curious about how you came up with the name Funky Phil. We will get into that, Anthony, very shortly. That's <laughs> that's part of that's part of where where we're heading. Um, bear with us. There's a couple of other questions we need to to answer before we get into. Into the funkiness, Rog. Yeah, I've got, I've got a, I've heard a, a little, little birdie's told us a, that there's some sort of story involving a wheelbarrow on the highway. 
Uh, you care to a elaborate? Wheel, a wheelbarrow on the highway has got nothing to do with baseball, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yes, back when they weren't as strict about the the tie downs on the on the back of the Ute, he <laughs> down the freeway, and my barrow flew off the back of the back of the Ute, um, and it took me about two meters to, to slow down because for, uh, I saw it, and then there was cars, and I slowed down and I pulled over to the side, but the wheelbarrow came sliding all the way up. Stopped outside my, my passenger door, my, my driver's side door, <laughs> literally right there. I opened the door, put it up, threw it on the back of the ute and drove off again. It was going to be fishing up the road. Yeah, so I oh, that's gold. You. But, yeah, that did happen. It was it was uh, not a baseball story, but it was, the barrel was flat all across the bottom, but it still worked. Nothing wrong with it. I, I have another, <laughs> now, I have another question. Yeah. Uh, something about maybe an employee of yours um, striking you out three times in one game. No, never happened. Never I think, happened. I, I think you might have got around the wrong way. I think you struck him out three times in one game. That's not true either. I struck him five times in the one game. And he did represent Australia at the home run derby. But, yeah, so I, I, I take that he, it's a bit of a thing, you know. He, he hates it when I mention it because you know I always start off, and then I tell, I tell how how good he is, how he represented Australia in Run Derby, and then how I struck him out five times. So, but <laughs> he's he's got the, one of the prettiest swings I've ever seen, and so it's a real uh, badge of honour. That one, yeah. He knows that that he ignited the night before, but I don't care. That that doesn't get noticed in the scoreboard. All like, all you see is yeah. that the fact that I struck him out, and it was one of the games that was. A rare game that was televised, so I can actually show you them if you want me to dig into the archives. I can actually show you the strikeouts. <laughs> so, Dino said he thinks it was actually four strikeouts, but um, I actually I, remember. I, I actually remember maybe. a game in winter. I believe Dean was playing for Hawkesbury back then. Yeah, he's, he's playing first grade. I think he's playing. He's playing Boomers against Boomers at Tregear. And he's betting like a buck, not even a buck. And um, we're all sitting on the hill watching him, and we thought, oh, there's no way. Like, he was been struggling the whole season, and he's hit this absolute bomb into into left field. And it was like one of the prettiest swings I've seen, one of the one of the nicest hits I've seen out of Tregear. And I think the whole – I think everyone in Hawkesbury just totally, like, nah, wasn't Dino. <laughs> And I'm not joking. Uh, Dean has got a sweet swing. I, I told him a couple of years ago, maybe a bit now, but I reckon even like three years ago, if he knuckled down and got back into training, he, he would have been able to play back in the ABL again, even yeah. after a 10 break. Uh, like he, he could have done it. Um, and you're, he's, a, he's the dad of those two boys you see at the start of your videos. And yeah. they have sweet swings, dude. I've already tried to get um, 10% of their signing bonuses, but. I've got to pay him five dollars an episode for putting both those videos up. Like, yeah, yeah well, mate, I tell you, well, you, you, he needs it now, but in 15 years, he, he, he won't be, mate, he'll be swimming in pools and, and doing nothing, just watching his boys play baseball. I reckon those yeah. kids can they can play, yeah. So, mate, let's let's get on to onto the funkiness. Um, yeah. Look, and, you know, I, I know the story, Roger knows the story about, you know, how Funky came about. But can you tell everyone how Funky Phil was, I guess, created? 
and how we got into the name of what it is today. Yeah, well, look, Matt, Matt reminds me all the time that he created me. He reminds me all the time. Um, he rang me up one day, um, probably a couple of months before the first time, that uh, when he was helping Adam Dobb run the Blue Sox um, to be, you know, the guy that, you know, ran some games and that sort of thing on the field. And, and I'd never done anything like it. You know, it was more because I was just a um, – I enjoyed coaching the Little League. I've been doing the Little League for a little while and I was good with kids and I thought that's – the reason why he reached out to me and he wouldn't be call me filthy phil after that you know like a, the old um triple m guy or something like that and i said mate if i'm gonna do it i need to be a bit more kid friendly mate you know maybe maybe we go with funky phil instead of filthy phil and he goes oh mate look you know it's your thing you do it um and so i thought about it for a day and then the next day i, I created a facebook post a facebook page called funky phil and, it, and i couldn't have why f-u-n-k-y and I, so i changed to ie and it's and funky feel from there. So, was there any other names, any other options? Did, like, obviously, Cavill would have come up with a thousand different ideas. I oh, mate, the Cavill's brain, mate, um, Cavill's brain works at hundred miles an hour, and so he's always thinking about ideas. And then um, putting, so he he rang me. I'm sure that he rang about ten other people to try and get them to do something else for the Blue Sox that year. So uh, he's always, you know, a bit of a gift for the gab and talking people and they're doing things they don't want to do. Um, so I think he just, he left it with me and, and he, yeah, I just said, yeah, I think I'll go with Funky Phil and, and it's just, that was, it was, I don't think there was any other options. It was just, it was, yeah, it was Funky Phil or nothing. It wasn't going to be Filthy Phil. I mean, that doesn't, that, because for me, I mean, kids are, kids are just the best for me. I just, I love entertaining the kids. I love putting a smile on their faces. Um, so for me, I, if I entertained them, I knew that I'd win the parents over because it was the same same way I coached, you know, if I keep the kids happy, the parents are happy. You know, so you, you... I guess that brings me to the next, my next question, mate, what's it like now being famous? Famous, famous, <laughs> mate. Famous is nothing when you go to the, the bananas, but, but look, I, look, I do enjoy it. The funny thing is it's, it's funny. I enjoy, I enjoy people noticing me. Um, I, the one of the first times a kid noticed me, it was funny. I was at a, at a docker the year after done Funky Phil at Blue Sox, uh, just down with my kids, and and a parent noticed me, um, and they said to the kids, "Oh, do you know who that is there?" And they've gone now, and I had my hat on like this, you know, and he walked up and he said, and I went like that, and he goes, "Funky!" So, <laughs> that 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 made, and that happened about two or three times that year, you know. So that's that was. <laughs> That was pretty cool, you know. That that made me smile because the idea I like getting noticed because it allows me to then promote the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, being funky Phil has probably cost me no word of a lie. In the money spent, fifteen grand. Radio, fifteen grand of my own money has cost me. Um, I, I don't get. I, I couldn't do it for money because then it'd feel like a job. I yeah. Don't, I don't feel like a job. All my merchandise. I, it's like the balls and the rubber bands this year are all mine. I I gave all that away. That's all all my stuff. So, but people are starting to know me now, which is cool. And and I do enjoy it. I noticed very much this year a lot more kids knew who I was, even when I didn't have a hat on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that that's cool, you know. And that that allows me to promote the game, uh, yeah. which is a, uh, so yeah. I do enjoy that. I don't enjoy recognition. Um, I enjoy the person coming up to me and saying, hey, look, you do a good job. 
but I don't like when people call me out and, and, and bring me out in front of the thing. Because and, and, then it makes it, again, it makes it feel like a job. And I don't, I don't like it feeling like a job. So I'm going to touch on this now because you've mentioned it. Mate, the Funky Showcase. Yeah, that worked well, huh? <laughs> <laughs> just, just a small thing. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that's that. That was a, a thing. Was because um, I, I feel privileged to be able to know the young kids that I've coached. You know yeah. the Jimmy guys. You know um, the Solomon Maguires, the Trevi Pizanas. I feel privileged to be able to just have played with them or been around them growing up, and, and so. When they come back to Australia, I used to ask them if they wanted me to throw, if I wanted to throw some BP to them, because to me that's enjoyment. You know, it helps them, but I think they realise that I get more out of it than what they do because I I just like being around them. Um, so when Travi and that was coming back and Jimmy was around, we said, oh yeah, maybe both of you could come down. And it was actually Jimmy's dad that said, well, maybe you know they could do it together. I said, yeah. And then we said, oh, we'll have a bit of a home run derby. Sue, Sue is the better out of the two. You know, you can hit the more bombs. You know. And I thought, oh, maybe maybe a couple of kids would like to come down and watch these two kids hit, you know. And then, oh, a couple of kids wanted to do it. And then, then oh, I said, well, maybe Solo wanted to do it. Maybe Jake Burns wanted to do it. Maybe Clayton Campbell wants to do it. And they all jumped on it. And then, and so it, and then I said, oh, okay, well, now we'll invite all the kids. And where are we going to field it, you know? And so then we're going to get jumping castles. Then we got food vendors. And then, then people came on with a light show. And uh, so it just grew and grew and grew. And, and then I ended up getting Adam Dobb and luke to come down and help me um run the run the thing um luke drady and they said phil you've got to stop stop putting ideas out there we we, we can't get it all done you, you just got to say enough's enough now you can't do it all um yeah. so yeah we just end up stopping and just try to do what we could do there and it turned out to be a hell of a night and the sponsors came on on board rbi came on board gary white came on board just giving stuff, you know, the fiddler came on board, Amber Killable came on board. And, and so, yeah, I raised I raised about 30 grand worth of stuff then. Um, I've still got money sitting in the bank account too, by the way. I haven't touched it for clubs that haven't asked me for the money that they, they got back on that night. Sitting in my account. It's about only about three or four grand there now, but it's still sitting there. So I've reached out to them multiple times. So whenever they 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 want it, they can have it. Right, and, um, we've just got we've got we've just got your boss. Your boss has just tuned in. And uh, I can't see that. I can't see it. I'm, I'm on my phone. Darren, Darren from the Blue Sox. Oh, Darren McBeth is tuned in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You said thanks, mate. I, I thanks, can't mate. Say, all you do. <laughs> you're from the Blue mate. Sox. So. He's your <laughs> boss, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, he's my boss. I, I, mean, I suppose he, he's my boss. I, I see him as a mate, not my boss. But yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, look, yeah, I suppose. The most correct word would be boss, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm getting absolutely smashed here in comments and everyone asking what's going on, um, you know, but that's okay. Look, and one of, one of the things, one of the things that sort of we're looking at to, you know, obviously getting you on is to talk about all the good things, mate. Um, how, you know, what, what's been the highlight of being funky, Phil? The first, of all, first of all, in Australia, and then we'll yep. talk about abroad. Okay. The, the highlight, okay. Okay, so I'll answer that two ways. The highlight for me, the best thing I've ever done in Australia as Funky Phil was a down under winner classic. Hands down, the best thing I've ever done. And it was the best thing, apart from being married and having kids, um, 
was the best thing that I'd ever done in 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 the in Australia, hands down. Um, as far as the best thing about being Funky Phil, I enjoyed being around those quality players and quality coaches, um, where I can still learn the game and I can still give back to the younger kids and I can pass on what I learned from those guys because being Funky Phil, I am around those guys a lot. Now I get to hang out with Tim Allen like this year, you know, unreal, you know. Uh, so I always get to hang out with, but these in the, in the inputs, Mike Jarvis, you know, I, yeah. I talk to them and I ask them and I get bits and bibs and bobs from them that I can pass on to a 12, 13, 14 year old that are looking to do those things. And that for me is, is unreal. So that's, they're the two best things as far as the best thing I've done and the best thing about being funky Phil. Uh, entertaining the crowd and having fun with the crowd, you know, I mean, that's just a, a blur. I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm knackered at the end of the, the weekend, um, but I do I do enjoy it. It's just you know who doesn't like putting a, a couple of smiles on people's faces and and you know and they they like they like calling out your name. So that's that is fun. But yeah, the highlight for me is still the baseball side of it. I where talk about I, you talk about people calling out your name. Oh, now dude. I'm I'm going to put it out there, right? You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like a bunch of seagulls looking going after a chip. Funky, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know yeah, it is, and it's and, and look, and I don't mind. Uh, people always say, "Oh, stop, you know, be polite." Mate, the kids are kids, mate. You know, there's just not a kid in the world that I've met that I don't like. Uh, kids, you know, kids are true and they're honest and they're, and they're, and they're 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 pushy, but they're still kids, you know. And and it comes and it's just genuine excitement. So I never have a problem with a kid, you know. They the last game wore me down. Um, but still, I had a great time with the kids, mate. Uh, the kids pestering me and following me around like I'm the Pied Piper. That's fun. That's fun. I, I enjoyed it. Now, Roger Roger and I were talking about this earlier, and we, we weren't going to ask this question, but I thought, no, we're going to ask this anyway. Yeah. Um, are you better at throwing a baseball or a water balloon? I, I actually heard that on your podcast <laughs> the other day. Yeah, no, I've, I've got... I suppose compared to how good other people are throwing water balloons, I'm probably a better water balloon thrower. Uh, but I think, you know, I can still throw a baseball, you know, pretty well over 40 feet. You know, I'm a good BP thrower. <laughs> <laughs> 60 feet, you know, it's a bit up there. But, you yeah, know, 40 feet, I can still, you know, I can still hit a bucket from 40 feet away. <laughs> is, there any, is there any umpires that you would have thrown a water balloon at in the course of the season to cool them down a bit? Oh, mate, look, I would have done that. And, um, and look, I would have thrown one at Ben Nash, but he's so serious out there, you know. Um, I would have liked to throw one at him because he probably would have been checking me. And I would... <laughs> next, maybe next year I'd do it and so he can check me. You know, if I, I just want to go home, I'll just throw one at him because yeah. I think he would have done that. Um, like, the one I'd probably get away with is probably Jerry Cobb. I reckon if I'd done it with Jerry Cobb, he'd just turn around and look at me and that'd be it. You know, he wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I'm, not the, sure, I'm not sure about Trent or anyone like that because Trent, 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 yeah, Trent and I, I don't I don't know Trent although I, I used to go in the change rooms in the umpires change rooms after the game most of the times um, and say good day to them uh, so I've got, a, I've got a little bit of a rapport going with those guys and, and look, I, I got on with them well uh, in that regard but I still don't know Trent as well as I know a couple of the other boys because Ben Nash helped me out on my, my showcase yeah so so and I know Jerry just because he's been down work. He works as well as, fi- as fixing up the Blue Sox um, stadium as well. So 
I, I, I speak to him and, and, and a few of those other boys like Spurway as well. I played with him at, yeah. at Bork. So Spurway, a little shuffle too. He used to have a little shuffle like this when he batted too. So that's funny. <laughs> so our, our serial pest, everyone's got a serial pest. Our serial yep. pest is Shannon Bickle. Yeah. And um, Bickle said, can you guys please thank Bill for making my nephew Nikki's 11th birthday a dream come true by allowing Nikki to throw out the first pitch on Saturday night? Yeah, no, he came to me and he asked me about that. Um, and it wasn't a problem, mate. Look, we, we're always happy to help. The, the Blue Sox people also like, you know, I can I can organise it. Of course I can. I'm just putting the back in my phone here. But I can organise it, of course. But the Blue Sox um, ownership, you know, they're more than happy to let me do that because they, they like promoting the game. And that's just the, the beauty of it, mate. They're, they were such good ownership. And they yeah. allowed that. Well, you know, I just, I just put it into place. But yeah, thanks, Shannon. But that's not an issue at all. So okay, we've talked we've talked about Australia. We've talked about you know down under winner classic. Um, Kim Robinson, Kimmy said down under winner classic rocks best thing ever. Um, now let's let's talk about overseas, mate. I've you know some of the things I saw you do over in overseas is can you tell us what it's like? Well, everyone that we've spoken to about overseas, they're all. So it's the best thing since lost bread and yeah. Yeah, that look, I I put I I have got so you know, I have got the best wife in the world. Uh without a doubt. Okay. Um I wanna put that hands down and, and, and let that out there. So and I love her to death and, and without her I'd be lost. So she's just the best. She supports me and supports all this and she's very, very supportive. But going over in the was better than my wedding day. Without a doubt, wasn't better than having kids. My kids are—they're they're still number one. Kids are still number one, uh, and my wife is still above uh, bananas. But that was the best fun. I was on life for like six weeks after I came back. To that. It was a blast. Every second of it, every person um, there was fantastic. I—I uh, can't—I can't wait to get back over there for this year. Uh, the photo you saw right at the start of the section—that was uh, by the name of Chuck Wyant. Um, and he's just a cleaner at the grounds. Um, and the reason he stood out to me was because he, he would come up and, like, you'd help him do something. He says, oh, we're so happy to have you here. It's not like the bananas, but we. You know, it was a real community over there, and everyone was a part of it. They all felt ownership in the bananas. And it was like, we are happy to have you here. And so they just made our time there the best. Um, the 5,000 crowd, you know, they had a 50-year-old man half naked dancing on a dugout roof and they were cheering me. And the guy next to me was ripped, like he had muscles upon muscles, you know. And there's this guy with a little bit of a, a pot belly for for those that uh, saw it. And I'm doing trying to do the push-ups to keep up with this guy. And, and they're cheering me on. It was, yeah, I, I had a ball. I had that ball. It, I, and then at night, you know, we packed out a karaoke bar. I, I put a post on Instagram that I only just got. I mean, Jackson Olsen tagged me in a post and my, my followers – doubled and then um, I made a post that we're going to a karaoke bar on the last night and the place was packed. It was unreal. <laughs> wow. So, so yeah. it sounds like it sounds like Phil's gonna be verified very shortly on uh, on all the yeah. socials. So uh, yeah. as soon as he gets that little blue tick we, we know you've made it. So <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, 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 I'm creeping up to close to uh, close to a thousand now so yeah like I'm almost a thousand person famous <laughs> <laughs> So, but I don't, so yeah. tell us tell us a little bit about you know the bananas tell us a little bit about 
you know, your involvement. Also, you know, I've, I've seen plenty of footage of you running around, you know, running bases and doing all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff there. So, well, look, Matt's, Matt's a mate, but he, he does have his rules and he wants to put on a good a good show and, and everything else. Um, one of the only thing that I asked to do, because uh, I, I, you know, I paid my own way over there. I said, look, I'm, I'm happy to come and do it, mate. I, I'd love to do it. I just want to have one pitch, one swing, one pinch run. I just want to get on the ballpark and say that I played. That's all I want. And that was yeah. my one situation. If you'd done that, mate, I would have paid for him to go. Um, don't tell him that, but yeah, I would have paid a lot more money. For this, but... <laughs> yeah, I would have paid a lot more money. And this year, I'd pay a lot more money again this year to, to go. You know, I won't be missing it. You know, so I'll put our mortgage on my house to go again. Um, so that was my stipulation, and, and he allowed that to happen, which was unreal. And I, I don't end up doing it a couple of times. You know, I can still run decently. Um, so even as a 50 year old, I can still run where I'm, I'm quicker than a couple of those younger boys um, or older guys this year. Maybe not this year because we're getting a, a much better lineup together. But hopefully, yeah, that's still the rule where you know I can get one pinch run or one pitch or one one swing or whatever. But it was so the the running of the thongs that was just a part of it. It was a, it was a part of the show. It wasn't all the time. Um, but yeah, it was all the fun. And after the second night, I think the first night people saw it on the stream or whatever. And then the people that came to the next game, they were calling out my name as I was running up the line. It's unreal. Like the crowd was chanting my name. It was it was it was something something. It was I was bigger over there in one day than I was at home for after a full season at the Blue Sox. So it was yeah, wow. it was it was so real. And the people were and the amount of and I say this in the nicest way. The amount of young, beautiful women that want to get a photo with this old crusty man was 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 pretty pretty horrible. Fun the people and the stands, the ladies up in the stands, you know, all the the ushers and the the, the dancing umpire Vince, Vince, man, Vincent, he is a legend of a bloke. Such a good guy. Um, and even the big guys like Jackson Olsen, you know, like he's. He's got four and a half million TikTok followers and, and whatever. He was down to earth as they come, mate. All of them down to earth. Every single yeah. one of them down to earth. That's awesome. Uh, great guys. M M Cole, the, the wife of of the the big the yellow yellow tuxedo man. So he, he she's unreal. She was very easy to talk to. Um, they they didn't they didn't come across as, as big timing at all. That was that was it was really enjoyable. Now I've got to ask a question because I've seen a little bit of. A little bit of social media activity in regards to this Hugh Jackman scenario. Yeah. What's going on here, Phil? Okay, yeah. So the idea is that the guy I mentioned before, Jack Nelson, uh, yep. his persona in the bananas is the greatest showman. And that comes from Hugh Jackman's character in The Greatest Showman, The Greatest Showman. So we, they've had the Backstreet Boys play for them, you know, had a swing of the bat. And so I thought, well, Imagine if I could get, and I've seen you swing a cricket bat, so I thought, imagine if we could get him to come and play for us and show show everyone who the real greatest showman is. So that's where the idea came from, and, and so it's just a dog with a bone. So I've got a few more videos that are going to be coming out, trying to get Hugh to be on board with us and just come and have one at bat, you know, have one at bat, maybe do a little dance for us, you know. If he's getting fit for the Wolverine, he can take it off too, because you know, he'll be ripped and, and we won't be. Um <laughs> So, yeah, no, that's that's the idea with that. I think he'd have a lot of fun. He's a true Aussie. So if he has the time um, and it doesn't interfere with the, you know, the promotion of his Wolverine movie, 
uh, with you know Ryan Reynolds in, in Deadpool and that sort of thing, then you know, I think you'd do it. So it's just a matter of the stars align. If if the message reaches him, uh, if the message reaches him, and you know if I could get thirty seconds, I'd love to be able to talk him into it. But I think if he if he sees it and he, and he will know the bananas, I, I will only be a good thing for him. So if it happens, that'll be fantastic, and, and it'll just be an, again a good promotion for our sport. You know, uh, even though it is the bananas, it, it will give a bit more oomph into our into our baseball. Yeah. So Roger Roger said that um, he'll get in contact with you after after our podcast. Um, yep. <laughs> going, going, they go way back. I'm, I'm not sure. I think, well, I, I, think right I know the. Way. I think I. I think I know the wrong Hugh Jackman. <laughs> the wrong Hugh Jackman. Hey, someone's got to know him, mate. Someone's got to know him. We, we, we'll find someone out there. Wait, we'll, we'll, we'll just keep throwing out this podcast until he until he replies. We don't care. We, so, we just got to get get to Gus Wallen. Eventually, hey, we, eventually we, we'll get to him too. Yeah. So you know, and, uh, that. John Muldoon's just said, "What about the current Hugh project?" We'll see. Another another uh, friend of the show, John. And, um, mate, is there anything else that we need to know about this year project? Or, well, the, okay, so the, the the next one is that we've got a, I'm trying to get a few Aussie celebrities. Um, yeah. I've I coached Nathan Kalis, the, the Kiwi International and Parramatta player's son, um, Eddie yeah. Kalis. So I've become friends with Nathan Kalis and he knows a few footballers. So I'm trying to reach out to a few there now. I know, um, Hugh's a Manly fan. So I'm trying to get in contact with a few Manly guys and, and see if they would uh, jump on board and swing a bat and tell Hugh how easy it is. I've got, you know, I've got young Travis Vazana already done, done one and he's, he's, gonna, he's given a message to Hugh and a few other baseballers. And I'm, I've got a couple of contacts with, in cricket as well. Um, yeah. I've, got, I've got a friend that's a, an Australian cricket umpire. Uh, so he knows a few, you know, he's good mates with Brad Haddon. So I'm going to reach out to Brad Haddon as well. Uh, yeah. see if Brad Jump on board, but it, nice. it's very busy in the commentary team with the, the, the big bash and, and the tests that are going on at the moment. So, hopefully, you know, in a few weeks that might come on board, they might get in there and and uh show Hugh how to do it, you know. So, and look, we'll we'll do our part, uh, you know, massive big hitters like us, um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get it out there. You've, you've all, you know, you've almost got as much as me, you know, you, you'd be you'd be probably surpassing me now, you might even have a thousand people now. Oh, wait, we're just here for the love of the game. That's all it's for. Same, my friend. And look, one of the things that we always speak about on here is, you know, promoting the game, love of the game, and getting out there, watching the game of baseball, you know. So what what does Funky Phil do when he's not running a muck at Blue Sox Stadium or not playing at Borco or, you know, what, what's, what's Funky Phil's downtime like? Okay. Well, he's very downtime. Finally, getting a little bit of downtime away from baseball. I mean, there are there's a little bit of summer sizzler at Chapman Gardens. I want to get out there and watch a bit of that. But there's with the Christmas break, um, I need that Christmas break after doing all the blue socks and, and work was very busy. I've got a, I've got an about painting business that I do that, and I have a guy break his leg, so I was on the tools and doing a lot of work there. So I was I was pretty run down right before Christmas, and I, had, I didn't have much time at all to do anything. I'm not coaching this year for the first time in a long time. I've done just a very small amount, but I love coaching the juniors. I love the 12-year-olds. I love the Little League age group. Uh, they're just enough talent where they can do most things and they're young enough to, you know, take all advice on 
and, and, and try it without being a big note. So the 12-year-olds I really enjoy in the 14s and, and around that age group. So I really do enjoy coaching the juniors. And I'll and I'd say 95 percent I'll be in the coaching next year. I just needed a break from this year. Yeah. Uh, but I'll be coaching next year because I do enjoy it. It's it's fun. I, I enjoy teaching the kids and, and, and giving them that energy for the sport. Uh, if you, you your success as a coach, how many of your kids come back the next year? Yeah. That's how you judge a junior coach. If you get all your kids coming back next year, you have done 100% good things. You know, it doesn't matter if you win or lose, but if you bring the kids back the following year, that's how you, you mark your success at the junior coach. So um, what, what, is, what is success, like, what does success look like for Funky Phil? Like, hey, what, what's in the future for Funky? Like, is, is Funky around forever? Is Funky, you know, seasonal or... Mate, Funky will be around as long as he's appropriate and as long as he's, you know, he, he is able to promote the game and, and use this fame. I say fame, you know, as loose as you can say it. Uh, but <laughs> it, use it to, to promote. And, and I am like Chris Addison, the, the manager from Adelaide, a great guy, you know, when he tells me, he, he, he rang me and told me that I was doing a good job. Mate, that's a good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. It makes it, it makes it poignant that I've actually am I am touching um, the baseball community in, in Australia. So that there is that makes me keep going as well because I I want to be able to give back to the sport. It's like the showcase was about is about because I love being around uh, those those kids. So I figure if, if I love the sport, that's what other people want. And I still yeah. think as a kid, I still think as a kid. And I think that's why I'm. I work with the kids well because I still think like a kid in that regard. I know what they like. Um, so, yeah, but yeah. like you, you pull a crowd, mate. Like there's there's no I doubt you don't pull a crowd. Like let's 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 just look at some of the some of the faces in that picture. You know, you've got everyone's mate Jordan Taylor. You've got Ben Nash. You've got Dave Brody that made his ABL debut last Friday. You've yep. got BK, Sam McGill. You've got Trent Alch and you've got Gif Nagope. Like, mate, where does it stop? Like, it, 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 like I said, it's, it's, and that's a privilege and an honour for me because hanging out with those guys is cool. Like, I've got a Gif Nagope bat sitting around here somewhere. I've got a Ziggy. I've, I've just done a little post the other day of all the bats that I've got from the nice guys that I've met and, and the groovy people I've met doing this uh, funky feel thing, which I wouldn't have got not doing it. It's yeah. it's a I stay connected with the the current crop of players and and that sort of thing like Trent Olchen you know I you know he, he's a major league player and but even like Chris Oxpring I don't think people realise how how cool Chris Oxpring is too you know major league player and, and he he'll go down and hit in second grade you know um, they didn't have their pitching coach for the Blue Sox one week because he went back to Chris went back for Christmas. How cool is it the Blue Sox get to call up an ex-major league player to come down? And Chris is going, yeah, no worries. I'll stop whatever I'm doing. I'll come down and be the pitching coach for the Blue Sox. Um, so, and I get to hang out with those guys. And I and I, I get honoured, mate. I'm, I'm humbled. I, I, I still get starstruck slightly, not as much as I used to, but I still do a little bit around Chris Oxford. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I, it's funny, you know, like he's a mate, but I get starstruck around him. <laughs> I can't help it because I, I, I love that sort of thing. I, I appreciate and I know how hard they had to work to get to where they, they got to. And that's mm -hmm. why I want to, again, I'll go back to the showcase. That's why I want to do it because these kids that are in college, 
people don't get to see how hard they work. And they are a little bit of the forgotten soldiers until you get a guy like Travis Bazama um, yeah. and they're making waves. You know, but you've got guys like Brett Iredale and Jimmy Nadai again and, and, and Blake Cavill and these guys that they don't get the recognition and they are killing it over there. They're killing yeah. it. So yeah. it, it, to be able to showcase those guys and, and let people know how well they're doing is good and I hope to be able to do it again next year. Yeah, and like we, we had an episode talking with some college guys, you know, Jalen Ray, Cody Godbold, things like that. Because yes, hundred percent. And nobody knows what goes on over there. Nobody knows the grind. And they're they're yeah. the things that a lot of these kids that yeah, they want to go to college, but they don't know what it's about other than hearing third hand information. So we thought, well, why not get some college guys on and actually tell them what it's like? Because that's what it's all about. You know, you can only get so much information from from here which is relevant. So we thought, what other way to do it than bring on some guys that are actually there living the dream. And, 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 and doing it, that's right. I mean, I never got the chance of what I would have done to go to college, you know. I would have done anything to do that. That would have been, a, uh, that would have been unreal. Uh, mate, if I wasn't married and I got an opportunity, I'd go now and do it. I'd give up my job. I would give up my job if I wasn't married and had the kids. I'd go play college uh, yeah, it, yeah, I think that'd be just unreal. So, yeah, I think it's a, a great thing. I mean, and if I would say to any junior baseball, if they wanted to do everything you can to go do it, you can always come back. You know, I, I went and played baseball in Germany at the age of 26, and I came back at the age of 28, and I was broke. I had no money, 10 grand in the hole. No, I was married, had nowhere to live. My car was broken. I had money left, right, and center. You can, you can still. You can still come back after 28. I came back at 28 and I've got my house now and I've got a little successful business um, and I'm doing, I'm doing good. So yeah. don't, don't let the, the grind of school stop you from following a dream there. Just go do it. Go I, do I it. actually heard that um, you've taken up a new, a new hobby. Darts. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard that you've taken up a new hobby. I heard that, um, you're you're pretty proficient on the on the good old uh, camera, mate. I hear that uh, oh. Blue, Blue Sox are looking for a new cameraman, or, or you've you've challenged Mick G to uh, to his job. Uh, I, I'm getting closer to as good as he is. I was I was like really 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 bad, and now I'm just really bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I I like getting my photos with the guys as, as, as mementos. I've got a photo with all the guys from the Blue Sox and all the, the side staff there, and, and I've done the same thing. It was over in Bananas, and it's good to have that memory. Uh, yeah, I, I've got the I've got the selfie good because that front camera is obviously a much better camera than the back camera. So yeah, uh, so I, the camera I've, I've got I've nailed that down. I've nailed that down. I'm I'm, I'm very proficient at that now. So so apparently you go a lot at darts too. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I I. It's my mental break when I'm in the office. This is where I sit when I work, when I'm not funky Phil, I'm working away on the computer. This is where I sit. And when I need a break, I'll go and I'll throw darts for 15, 20 minutes as well. So I, I find any, that. Any, any particular employee on the dartboard? Any particular employee? <laughs> I've got the best employees. They're all baseballers. <laughs> all my guys are baseballers except for my two sons. So, you know, I've, I've, I had my um, – my, my double 180, so I had a 180 followed by a 180 the other day, so I was pretty pumped about that. Oh, nice. I haven't never had a 70 finish. I haven't had a, I've had a 160 finish. Yeah, okay. Um, 
triple bullseye. So yeah, no, it's a bit of fun. It's just it's just that repetitive nature, and it, it's easy. I can play by myself, and when I need a, that mental break just from work. And apparently, you're no good at ping pong. Ping pong, I took, give it a break, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's dreaming. He's dreaming. I, I was smashing. Maybe the last game when I had a sore sore back, he might have got me. But other than that, I used to smash him. In. And Jet, Jet Watson, he's oats. So, <laughs> Katie, Katie was all right. Dean was second best. Dean second best, Katie, then Jet. <laughs> so, you know, look, I guess you've only got a sore back because you've got to carry him all the time, Phil. Uh, yeah, that's it. I tell you what, I tell you what, carrying him when it comes to ping pong, yeah, I... My back end was killer, mate. That back end was killer. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the craziest request you've had? The craziest request I've had? Yeah. You stump me. A crazy request. Mate, people have asked me, to, like, people have started asking me to do parties. Like, girls' parties and, 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 and hens' nights and stuff like that. I've had people oh, ask good. me that. <laughs> Like and, and serious questions as well, so that's that's been a a, a crazy one. Um, so yeah, but now I, I like I said I don't I don't fully understand why people like me. I I think it's just the passion that I show for it and and, and the enjoyment and me trying to make the kids happy. I think that's what people um, are drawn to. But I don't think I do anything super special. You know, I can flip a hat and land on my head. And I can I can catch a grape from thirty feet in the air in my mouth. I can juggle three balls, but other than that, that's where my talent stops. <laughs> yeah, like Dave Keynes has said, um, thanks for all the great things you've done to promote our game feel. From the home run derby to the crowd, fun at Blacktown, keep it up. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Yeah. No, like I said, yeah, it's, it's in, it, I'm, I'm privileged to be, able to be able to help out. I'm privileged to be able to help out and be around it. So... Roger, Roger and I had a conversation earlier, yes. and we we want to know. I actually, I want to know, but I'm going to throw Roger under the bus because that's what I do. Right. Um, mate, if you're in charge of baseball Australia for a day, yeah, what would you do? I'll start with this. You couldn't pay me enough to do it. Couldn't pay me enough. You couldn't pay me enough to do Mark Marino's job, and you couldn't pay me enough to do the baseball Australia job. You, you couldn't pay me enough. I I like people liking me. It's <laughs> 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 a downfall. I know it's not something that you can have in business, but and but what would I do if, in, if I was in charge? One thing that I would do. I would get find all the people like me because I know, and I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not ashamed to say this. I know that people like me are rare as hen's teeth, that love the game and are willing and have the time to be able to put in and give back. Yep. I would have people like me going into the schools as much as possible. That's yep. what I'd do. I would have yep. people like me and, and just get into the schools and, and mate, if, if if they asked me, I'd do it. I'd go into the schools and I would I would get people to come and play the sport because it's just, it's just showing them the fun side of it kids mate if you show them the fun side they want to do it you tell them they're good you know you're fine you don't lie to kids kids can see through lies but you tell them the good thing that they've done and you encourage them they're going to want to do it they yeah. kids want to praise 
look at me, look at me, look at me. Kids are just, they want to be told that they're doing something good. So you tell them without lying to them that they're doing something good and they'll come and play the game. And, and, a, and a little bit of knowledge that I have, I'll be able to inject that into it so they can come and play. Then, yeah, mate, I'll, I'll get the numbers up. Numbers are important. Yeah. It's just, but it's finding people like myself that have the time and the passion and the ability to go do it is would be the hard thing, I think. Like I said, I don't mm. think that's... I don't think that's up myself in saying that, but I think no. you know, like myself, are rare, and you you've got to keep you got to keep people like that close to you and and and, and use them as much as you can. Yeah, and as Faye McGregor just said, true that it shows that you love the game field, and hundred percent, like and that's what it's about. Yeah, so there, that, that's it. But like I said, mate, you people said you know there was a, a job opening maybe six twelve months ago somewhere in the baseball New South Wales. I said, why don't you apply for that? Mate, you couldn't pay me enough, honestly and truly. You'd, you'd, have, to, you'd have to pay me $2 million a year for me to consider it. I, 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 just headache, headache. You can't do anything right. Like, I made a post the other day at that, for about the AYCs. And yeah. it's not rubbish baseball Australia. And, 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 and someone sort of like said that I threw a hand grenade um, when, I, when I mentioned it. It was like we had a seven-run limit at the AYC. Yeah. And I was blown away. I, I, I saw it happen. We had we had probably the greatest hitter of that in the, at the carnival there in Josh Nadai up the bat, loaded bases, um, one out. He's at the bat, and there was a pass ball and a run scores made it second and third occupied. And they said time, and, and Josh doesn't get the hit. And yeah. Like, what if I just? I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, what's going on here? Now I understand why they do it. You know, because there's time restrictions and there's field restrictions and there's saving pitchers' arms and all those other things. But the pros um, to, for doing that are, are far away by the cons and all the bad things. So this is almost the second highest thing under the ABL and we've got a seven-run limit, yeah. you know. And mm. I, it, 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 it was mind-blowing to me. You know, these kids, some of these kids are going to get signed in the next, you know, month or so and, and they're, 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 they've got a seven-run limit in, a, in an innings. It was, yeah. it, was, it was mind blowing, but I am just again. It's not. It's not a. Sh- I just don't think that was the right call, and there, there's no perfect answer. I get that as well. And yeah. it was. I didn't want to see it a shot, but I just wanted to see if I was the only one that just thought that was. I, I couldn't believe it. I went down there to watch a game of baseball, and it was two hours long, and the it was like. And then they played the bottom of the innings out. They're up by nine runs, and they yeah. played bottom. Of the and they could have scored the runs. So where's the saving of the pitches? So it's like I said, it just there's continual adjustments. I get that. They just better adjust it better for next. Yeah, and I think too, like as our serial pest said, um, this is the elite level as the national tournament. We're restricting the Oz kids when it's obvious to compete. We need more baseball. Hundred percent. I get that, and you know, and and that's. That's probably one of the things that they, they probably will go back and look at. Um, I know that I'm trying to get um, Baseball Australia on um, in the next couple of weeks, and you know, obviously, you know, that, that's going to be a question I ask. You know, why, why the seven run? And I get it, I get it, right? But I just want to hear it from them, the rationale behind why they've made that that call. Yeah, well, look, Lisa, there, there's there was reasons. I don't think I, I say this all the time, and, and, and I don't think. Like, We'll say, well, why is this guy he's destroying the game? Why is this guy doing this? He's destroying the game. I and I'll use I'll use Mark Mark as Mark Marino, who's a, he's a friend of mine, right? and, I, and, and I've got a lot of time for him and I like him. Um, and I've got other good friends that don't like him. Um, and you know, I said, I said, if I dislike all my friends, 
the people they don't like, I wouldn't have any friends at all. But I don't think anybody wakes up in the morning that's, that has a, a role to play in baseball Australia, baseball New South Wales or sort of baseball club. They wake up in the morning and go, all right, how can I stuff up this game today? How can I ruin it? They wake up and they are putting in an effort to make the game better the best way they know how to. Yep. No one wakes up in the morning and says, what, what can I do to ruin the game? No one does that. So they're all doing their best work the best way they know how. So I commend anybody that's that's doing it. I might not agree with it, and, and, and I might even rubbish them when they make a bad decision, but I still respect the effort that they put in um, in doing that role that they're doing. Yeah, of course. And, you know, Roger and I had the same conversation on our podcast on Sunday, you know, about yep. promoting the game, doing doing what they should be doing. Like, you know, I mean, use Matt Cavill as an example of that, you know. Matt saw that, you know, there was an issue with people not playing enough baseball. So he started yep. up old ball and now people are playing on baseball. Like, like him or hate him, he's got up in bass and he's done what he said he was going to do. Yeah, I heard you guys yeah. talking about him, and, and and yeah, he has got a lot of passion. And look, he does, he's a straight shooter, and he does, he does, you know, he sometimes he opens his mouth too much and, and, and annoys people when, you know, a bit of decorum would, would be a better role, but that's not him. But he's got to learn how to do that better for sure. And he's a mate, but he's done, he's done, you know, as far as what I know, as far yeah. as what I know, he's in the last couple of years, he's done the best things for the game. Um, that I know of anyone else because he's yeah. he's made better and 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 that's because of his passion for the game. He wears his heart on his sleeve and um, he does really good things he, and and he does some things that pisses people off. Um, but I treat Matt the way that he treats me, um, and he's done nothing wrong by me. So I, you know, I can't I can't commend Matt enough. You know, he's done some great things for the game and and the game is better because of Matt Cavill. Yeah, yeah. better because of Matt Cavill. It wouldn't be as good without him being around. And even even the little things, you know, like, like getting getting you know people out there playing more baseball. You know, he's got the thumb sizzle going on at a chat room which you're going you're going to go out to and have a have a look I, around. I, I, get out there at Thursday at the very least because I've got a few little balls left over and I want to go give them to the kids and I'll, I'll go a couple of funky field hats that I reckon a couple of kids might be able to earn. Um, and give them out, yeah, and put a couple of smiles on some kids' faces for sure. But if I can get out there tomorrow, that'd be good. But still got a lot of work to do. Now, um, Phil, is there anything secret we need to know about 2024? Is there something that you've got in the pipeline that you can drop on this podcast that people should watch out for or something something you're going to be doing? Or No, look, the, the bananas, you already know about the bananas. I'm going yeah. with that. If, if Matt told me that I can't go to the bananas, says you can't go. Just say something happened and I can't go. There's not enough spots anymore. Funky, you can't come. I'd pay my own way over there. I'd buy a ticket. I'd get into the ground and I'd I'd ask the bananas if I can if I can entertain the crowd for free over there. Um, so I'm I'm doing that. Um, the showcase, um, which would be this year if it can happen. But I've got to wait for the ABL um, schedule to come out. New yeah. ABL schedule out before I can see if that can be done. Yeah. So that. But the ABL schedule didn't allow me to do it this year, last year, because the kids are, when I say kids, college guys and those young pro pro players, they are only here for a couple of weeks normally over right. Christmas. Yep. And they, they don't have the time any other time. And I don't want to be taking them away from their family e either. So I, it has to be right around that Christmas break. 
And this year they played, you know, two days before Christmas and so it just wasn't possible. Last yeah. year we had the take over Christmas and I was able to organise the event. Um, so if we can do that again, and I've had a lot of people uh, say that they'd love to help me, like Luke Hobbs, um, the lighting guy, he's got some great idea for the new lighting for the, for the next one we do. And we, we'll, we will do it again. It's just depending on the ABL schedule, um, if, if it allows us to happen. And, and ideally, uh, in the future, you know, maybe even having it so we have it in, in a couple of a couple of states, so we can have a we can have um, a couple of them going at the same time. That'd be cool. And, be awesome. and we're happy we're happy to uh, get you back on to promote it right here. Um, you know, yeah. Roger, Roger, and I are actually thinking about. Um, Trying, our, trying ourselves at some um, baseball commentary. I don't know how successful that'll be, but um, <laughs> we can't we can't be any worse than um, the Borco stream, I guess. So, oh, I told you, mate, Andy Courtney is the best. <laughs> that dry sensitivity he has, mate. I love it, and I love Andy Courtney's commentary. Uh, he he cracks me up, dude. He's so dry. He done he done the he done my showcase and I forgot he done the showcase before, but he is he is one funny guy man he's a very funny man very very I, wild love I, him I, I sit there some Sundays listen to what he says and I was like how has this guy not got his own comedy sketch like yeah. <laughs> and the only thing is, the only thing is he's told me the same joke about four times he he says he has a joke you know what's the difference between a lentil and a chickpea. And I'm not going to tell you, but yeah, but yeah, he's, he's told me that joke about four times. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, he's a good guy. Good guy. No, we actually we're trying to get Andy on the show. He um sent me a message the other day. He goes, "Oh, how come Funky Phil gets on before me?" I said, "Because he's more popular than you, mate." So that's it. You know, bigger following. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I wanted to get down maybe in the second half of the season. Now that Luzok is over, I might even go down there and um, help him commentary a little bit for the Borgo stream because I, I keep saying I'm going to do it with him, and I reckon I'd enjoy it. I don't know oh, what happened. I can't keep up with him. He's he's a uh, he's got his little homebrew there, and then he's got his chat line that he gets up and running, which is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you've got uh, then you've got Donny sitting in the sitting in the background. He just puts his hand over his face. Oh, Andy, what are you doing to me, mate? Here's <laughs> <laughs> another please explain. Yeah. Yeah. What have I got to apologise now for, Andy? Man. Yeah, so it's funny. No, um, and look, Phil, look, we really appreciate having you on. Um, mate, it's, it's been great. Like for a lot of people that have joined this podcast, probably, you know, they do know about you, but obviously now they know a little bit more about you. Um, we will put up a, a link to your, your hen's nights and things that you're going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if, if they want to do whatever it works. Hey, if it helps promote the game, they tell me it's going to be a baseball themed hen's night. They want to employ me. Okay, there we go. Baseball themed <laughs> hen's night. Feel is available. That's it. He'll come up in his funky gear and away we go. So yeah, see where the night takes you. That's it. Baseball thing does you smuggle. I'll wear that for him, not a problem at all. If someone <laughs> wants to put up that on more for Jason Mules actually said he loves Bill's passion for the game. So yeah, and look, I gave one of the there was a, a young um catcher from the Perth Heat. Uh, he was a Dominican guy. I, I congratulate him. I loved his passion. He 
he was very passionate about the sport. Uh, right before I gave him a funky feel hat uh, after the last game of the Perth Heat series, uh, just because you know passion, you know it's you, know, you, you can't. Tony Harris, radio, and I've had people say things, but mate, oh, he he does it for absolute passion of the game. Yeah, and I, and I've seen that firsthand. I I, I I I don't comment on things I don't know, but I know that. Tony's passion for for the sport is 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 there, and he and he does it for the love, and he's a very very knowledgeable baseball guy. Uh, so, mm. I he yeah, I've I've got a lot of time for Tony because, like I said, that passion is there, and he he does it for the right reasons. It's not because he wants to big note himself or he thinks he's better than anybody else or anybody anything else. He does it because he thinks he can help the game, and he loves it, and that's why he does it. And. Jason Newell's just asked, will Phil be around for the Little League State Champs? Will, will Funky Phil be around for the Little League State Champs? Without, I don't make promises I can't keep, but but yes. But I'm not promising that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to so make Phil, it happen. <laughs> final, final thoughts. Um, mate, if you just want to give out one message to everyone. One, one message to everyone, and something that I harped on before for for coaches of juniors, radio, your job is to get those kids back the next year. It, it's not about teaching them the sport. Um, if you if you don't know the game, you know you can ask the under sixteen year old player from from the club to come down and help you with one training and just get one of them each week. And I I done it, you know. I buy them a can of coke and a, and, a, and a pack of chips, and they'll come down. And they'll help me. And sometimes I do it for nothing, but you know, you just a little bit of a thanks, and and, and a thanks goes a long way to those kids. And get them down there, and they can teach them the fundamentals. All your job is for those junior roles is to make sure that they they enjoy it and enjoy it. And if you can teach them the game, that's that's a bonus. But I mean, and, it, and it's a big bonus. Don't get me wrong, teaching them the game is a big bonus. But make sure that they enjoy the game, and the more they learn, the more they enjoy it. So then they'll come back more, because we need to keep that 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 sport growing, our sport growing. But that goes with any sport as well, because I've done a little bit of soccer coaching when my sons playing soccer, and it's, you just you just make them enjoy it, and then they're happy. Kids are happy. Yeah. So there, that's my 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 big big thing. Nice. Make the kids enjoy their time when they're with you, and they'll come back. Roger, have you got a, a, a last question for Phil? Um. Come on, Rog. I think. <laughs> um, oh, can't think of anything. All I can think of is I just remember when I was coming through State League, like when I was just fresh into State League, I just remember this this wild man just sliding in the home as a catcher, popping up, ready to go. And that passion for the game, mate, it wears off on everyone. Like That's, that's one of the reasons why we stick around in it so much. Like... It, it's refreshing and it's made my my baseball journey fun seeing it and playing against you so yeah, well, yeah, that, yeah. that's me man that's that's a big comment because i've been like that's man i i do that sort of stuff and again i'm not trying to be no i do that because it is just showing the, the love for the game you know i remember one time with that i remember hitting a, a foul ball that went over the left field wall at bop um and i'd never done it before but it, and i think it was in a semi-final I'd never done it. Went foul. I wasn't home run, but I still ran away all around the base, and then I slid in the home, and then I got up and <laughs> <rest of my> <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> baseball's fun, mate. Baseball's fun, you know. So yeah, it, it should be. It, you should have fun doing it. Yeah. One of, one of my favourite memories of you, Phil, was um, back in the day. There was you stole you stole second or third base, and um, it was a foul ball. You just stood there at third base. You know, I'm never knew what was going on. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 hey, I'm going to mention another mate of mine, Derek Van Hilst, and he says if you're not cheap, you're not trying. Now, baseball is a game where you can't cheat within within a certain. There, there are rules that you're allowed to break, you know, um, and you're not allowed to break. And I think that if you can get away with something in baseball, that's just good play. Yeah, you know, because I remember we were blowing up the locks. We go, hang on, he should be back at second base, and where <laughs> was the ball? We're just going, oh, no, he's just there. So, you just left him on third base. I'm like, you serious? Like, yeah, what's going on? Here? <laughs> yeah, see, if you get away, he's not doing. You're not trying. When it comes to that, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, Phil, we'll let you go, mate. But um, look, thank you very much. Um, thanks for your time. But also, you know, if you've got anything new or exciting coming up, please reach out to us. Always love to have someone on to, you know. This platform's here to promote the game and promote, you know, baseball. So, mate, um, anything that you've got coming up in the future, please shout out to us. Uh, more than love to have you on to have a chat about it. If, before I do go, because you, I thought there was going to be a couple of questions. Because, like I said, I have watched a few of your your, your interviews, and you normally give people a bit of a quick fire questions. Yeah. And the only thing I remember was your, your best player that you played with and the worst player that you played with. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, so and I, and I was thinking about that today. Just oh, on that one there, I want to I want to know, and I and I thought about it because I've got a bit of a career. So my best and worst was my brother um, playing with my brother Greg because we used to fight, and but I also loved playing with him because he's my mate. But there was a guy that I played with back in the day, back at Lane Co, by the name of Mark Halbert. Um, uh, they used to call him Headbutt, and so we used to pitch and catch first grade. Uh, for Lane Cove, and that was funny because he would pitch sometimes five innings and I'd catch, and then we'd swap, and, and then I'd go out the pitch and he'd come in to catch. Now, that was that was fun, and me and him used to get on. We were real good mates back then, um, and I just wanted to remind him about something, that I pitched a game against Cronulla um, where I threw nine innings for one run, and it was one all going into the ninth, and he came in to pitch. Uh, and I think the second pitch against Pete Munro, he put it over the left field, over the right field wall, and we lost the game two one. So I just want to remind Mark about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, eight innings of one run game. Mark came in second pitch. See you later. Game over. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Too easy, Well, thanks for your time, mate, and um, take it easy and. Good luck for uh, you know the rest of rest of the year and what you're doing. Yeah. Um, no, look, no. anything anything new and exciting? Yeah, please uh, please fill us in. Let us know. Well, let, well, let's do one from when I'm in in Savannah, mate, because yeah, that's going to be a blast. Oh, let's no. do that. Let's get yeah. let's get you on when when you're in Savannah. That would be yeah, awesome. We'll do that. And I'll go, I'll go through the change rooms and um, yeah, and we'll, I'll, we'll do it in the bananas change rooms and we'll get all the boys on. Yeah, that'd be unreal. Lock yeah. us in. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Beautiful boys. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Thanks for keeping it fun. Yeah, see you, mate. Bye, guys. See you, people. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Oh, uh, Jesus, Roger.
Perfect. It feels awesome. <laughs> He's always been like that. That's that's Phil. <laughs> oh, nice. That is hilarious. Um, <sighs> that is the that is going to be one of the funniest interviews ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, next guest has got a lot to live up to, mate. That's that's it. Oh <sighs> my god. But um, oh look. Um, you know, now all the comments are coming. We all love Phil. Of course. Like, Phil's That's awesome. It. We get Everyone that. loves Phil. And um, Kim Robinson, thanks heaps. The Serial Pest, he's the star, not you two Muppets. Yeah, but us two oh, 100%. Muppets. Us two Muppets just run the show, mate. It's okay. Like, where were you That's tonight, Dick? You said you were going to come on. Yeah. Come on, mate. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Roger, where's the... Where's my Raffalo one? I don't know, mate. <laughs> it's probably buried, buried in a room somewhere at my house. Uh, so, look, that's... Storage. It's probably in storage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still renovating. Stop it, mate. Stop uh... it. Um, look, yeah, that's that's just awesome. And look, guys like that, you need in the game. You know, and that's what it's all about. You know, like... Having guys like Phil and you know, stuff like that, it's it's just like one of those one of those unique people that you've got within the game, and yeah, that's that's what I that's what you know I love about being able to have this platform to be able to sort of go, okay, well, this is what it is. Um, you know, there's there's so many so many different characters within baseball that we can talk to, like, you know, yep. there's millions of people that we can talk to. <coughs> one one big thing that we've always found too is that getting on guests like Phil, getting on guests like, you know, Ben Moore, getting people on like Tony Harris. They've, they've all got their different perspective on the game. Yeah. You know, they all they all see things on. different ways and yeah, they all they all come down to just loving the game as well. That's it's, it's what you see. It's it's the passion, and I think that's that's what a lot of people forget. You know, it's it's the passion, and like, you know, I had plenty of feedback about our Sunday broadcast. You know, good, bad, indifferent. You know what? It promotes the game. That's what it's about. You know, that's like, it. you know, we had a late scratching the Tuesday, which is tonight. I ring up Phil. Hey, mate, are you available? Yep, sweet, done. He was supposed to be on Sunday. But yeah, we moved him forward. But once again, it's passion, it's the love of the game. You know, he's out here to promote the game. We're here to promote the game. We're all here to do the same thing. You know, and I think that's that's one of the good things about about our sport is that people jump in and like as I was saying, everyone working together. It it, it makes it. such a difference. You know, and you know, it's it's hard. It's 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 hard to sort of think, okay, where do where do you start? But you know you've got to start, and you've just got to keep you just got to keep grinding. You know you got to find a way. You got to find someone to talk to. You know I've got so many different guests that want to come on this show to, to talk about their baseball story, their baseball path, and things like that. And some guys you won't even know. You know it's different. You know everyone knows Bill. That's great. But yeah, you know not everyone's going to know some of our guests, and that's okay too. But they've all got a story. They've all got a a, a journey that they've had in baseball. You know, and even if you get one little bit out of that, you know, it's it's a plus. You know, 
we've got umpires coming on, you know, like nobody talks to umpires. Probably nobody likes umpires, but we've got umpires coming on. I'm going to talk to them about umpiring. You know, why why are you umpiring? You know, what what inspired you to do that? You know, was it because you can't play as a player? <laughs> but we don't know why. You know, we don't we don't That's know right. why why they've gone down that path. You know, and but some of them are pretty handy players. I know Jordan Taylor wasn't a bad player, but obviously yes. he didn't get paid to play baseball. He got paid to umpire, so he went there. Like, yeah, you know, Jason Spurway is pretty like good that. back in the day. That's right. Even even Nashi was pretty handy back in the day. Yeah, he'd throw his, his knuckleballs and whatever rubbish you get. Oh, mate. Could, could hit. <laughs> could hit. Yeah, like, no, I think, you know, it's it's always good to sort of have a different perspective. Um, That's it. You know, there's, there's always a different perspective. And, look, you know, our, our show on. We've got a special show on Saturday because obviously we've got a special guest from America. Uh, a lot of people probably won't know who he is, but um, look, I'll throw his name out there now. It's Matt Helms. So he was an import for uh, the MacArthur Orioles a few years ago. Yep. And, um, you know, he was an import. He came over here. So, you know, we've got plenty of questions to ask Helmsy about, you know, what it was like, you know. What, what did you find good in Australia? Those sort of questions. And, you know, we encourage you people to, to ask questions about it. You know, like we've got plenty of questions we were asking. Also, we asking, you know, what his promise was when he came over here. You know, was he <laughs> told he was going to be up in a mansion and whatever else? But um, that, that's that's a story probably for another day, Rog. That's it. <laughs> we'll just have, yeah. to, uh, have to ask him on the day, put him on the spot. Oh, no. 100 you'll be. But um, look, and just before we do leave, don't forget, um, you know, please like, share, subscribe, send this out to all your friends. We're, we're trying to grow this. We're trying to get this game and this platform bigger so we can get more guests, get more people involved in growing baseball. Um, you know, we, we do this live on Facebook, obviously, we then upload onto YouTube and we also now on Spotify also. So if you do miss an episode, there's, there's avenues for you to, you know, to watch uh, previous episodes. Plenty, plenty of ways to catch up. And, you know, and I guess, you know, we're, we're looking at different options. You know, the, the podcast is one thing, you know, putting on Spotify so people have a, a different outlet to be able to sort of listen to, you know, a different avenue. And, hmm. you know, I hope that, um, you know, we continue to grow, um, you know, our our goal is to get to a thousand followers, and you know, once we get to a thousand, um, Roger and I have sort of made a bit of a a bet. You know, when we get to a thousand, what we're going to do. So, yeah, yeah, it should should be interesting. Um, I'm not sure exactly how these bets going to pan out. Play out, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> But, um, yeah, look, and you know, we just appreciate the support. At the end of the day, we we really love doing this. Um, you know, we're, we're passionate about the game. This is why we do it. And it. we want to get more people on. We want to get more clubs on. We want people to come on and and tell us, you know, what it's about. No, Shannon Bickle, we're not doing that. And I'm going to delete that comment because that's just not. Can you not read the little thing down the bottom, content warning kids are watching? Clearly not. <laughs> come on, Shannon. <laughs> But um, look, that, that's oh. all we have for tonight. Um, there will be a special episode on, on Saturday around 1 p.m. 
and um, yeah, obviously we'll we'll put those promos up shortly for that. But um, look, everyone, thanks for tonight, Rogie. Thanks again, mate. Um, yeah, we will catch up on. Are you here Saturday? Are you? Did you um, I do have a I do have a uh, birthday lunch, uh, so I'm uh, I, I might be here. It's not your birthday. <laughs> No, no, no. Mine's not till right. next month. It's not your birthday because you'd be here for your birthday. We'd have a special episode for that. I, I don't work on my birthday. Yeah. Come on. You don't work anyway. What are you talking about? Well, that, that too. <laughs> Thanks, Janine. Really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Janine. You know, we, you know, we're trying our best to, to never was just to sort of make it, it work. But, um, to, yeah, to look, very we, average we, baseballers. We really appreciate <laughs> if everyone could, you know, get those numbers up. Um just so we can sort of continue doing what we do uh, because it, it makes our lives a lot easier. But, um, yeah, that's all we have for tonight. Uh, Rog, now, which clothes would you like tonight? Would you like the funky clothes, the original clothes, the new oh. clothes? Go the funky. Got to finish the with funky. funky. 100% right. funky. We're going with funky clothes. Right, guys, we'll catch you all on Saturday.